And Athanasius became the defender using that word. I talked about Dr. Henry Cook in the Irish Presbyterian Church, 1830s, 40s. They championed the cause of Trinitarianism with this word, homoousios, one and the same. And here we have in this cult the absolute opposite. You have Arianism resurrected into their teaching. Down at the bottom, the resurrection of Christ. Our Lord was put to death in the flesh, but was made alive in the spirit. He was put to death as a man, but was raised from the dead a spirit being of the highest order of the divine nature. And then the JWs today, in his resurrection, he was no more human. He was raised as a spirit creature. What about Thomas? Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, and today we're coming to our third part on Jehovah's Witnesses. Right through this month of March, we're dealing with various cults. Now, did you know that the JWs refuse translations? They do not use the symbol of the cross. They refuse to vote in political elections and salute the flag of any country or sing the star-spangled banner in the U.S. or the Canadian flag here in Canada. They do not celebrate Christmas or birthdays. They refuse to serve in the armed forces. Citizens? Well, they don't make very good citizens of Earth. And I wonder, are they citizens ready for heaven? Well, may the Lord lead today as we dig into the issues of the Jehovah's Witnesses. This is a massive growing cult, and uh, they are everywhere in the uh, around the world. But do not think that ubiquity means genuineness. Do not think that because they are in every city and town across the nations that they are right with God. If that's the case, uh, then you would have Mormonism equally claiming to be right, Roman Catholicism claiming to be right, and you have all these differences. So don't, don't, don't follow that line of thinking. We need the gospel, the truth of the gospel, and remember the, the motto that the standing or falling of the church is justification by faith alone. That's the mark of the church that is truly on track. Now, we're going to be learning about that in the JWs. Do they really hold to justification by faith alone? And we'll be comparing the, the teaching of Russellism and the message of JWs. Firstly, we have a hymn, Blessed Assurance. And I do trust you have that blessed assurance that it is well with your soul. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, Savior all the day long, perfect submission. 
Thank you again for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. We're turning out to the message today, and the main thrust of the message is that Russellism and Jehovah's Witnesses is one and the same. What Russell introduced, the Jehovah's Witnesses have packaged and presented today very skillfully, very subtly, but it is the same message. And I want you to listen carefully and take it in today that Jehovah's Witnesses is Russellism. That's the issue. May the Lord lead and guide in his truth. And so I'll not go on on that page, but you can see that as far as the Trinity goes, Russellism, JWs, they teach the same thing. Over the page to 79, the deity of Jesus Christ. The Russellism taught our Lord Jesus Christ is a God. Still the united voice of the scriptures most emphatically asserts that there is but one almighty God the Father of all. And here's the problem. They say Jesus is a God, but he's not equal with the Father. He's inferior to the Father. Now, do the JWs teach any better? Let's go across on that page 79, second paragraph. At the time of his beginning of life, he was created by the everlasting God. Jehovah without the aid or instrumentality of any mother. In other words, he was the first and direct creation of Jehovah God. Do you remember what Arius taught? Do you remember the whole controversy of Arianism? He, Arian, taught, Arius taught, that Jesus is the first created being. Here's the same heresy embedded into Jehovah's Witnesses. Next, uh, third paragraph on the same page, 79, left-hand side. The Logos, or Christ, himself was the beginning of the creation of God. This one was not Jehovah, God, but was existing in God's form. He was a spirit person. He was a mighty one, although not almighty as Jehovah God is. He was a God but not the Almighty God, who is Jehovah. And so there you have a sample of, I would say, an increase or a further in-depth uh, continuation of denying the equality of the Lord Jesus. Do you remember the great word that uh, the Nicene Creed came up with uh, to teach that he is the same in being or substance and Athanasius became the defender using that word. I talked about Dr. Henry Cook in the Irish Presbyterian Church, 1830s, 40s. They championed the cause of Trinitarianism with this word, homoousios, one and the same. And here we have in this cult, the absolute opposite. You have Arianism resurrected into their teaching. Down at the bottom, the resurrection of Christ. Our Lord was put to death in the flesh, but was made alive in the spirit. He was put to death as a man, but was raised from the dead a spirit being of the highest order of the divine nature. 
And then the JWs today, in his resurrection, he was no more human. He was raised as a spirit creature. What about Thomas? Did he not put his hands into the nails, pierced hands of the Lord Jesus, and become convinced, this is my Lord and my God? What of the, uh, the men who saw the Lord Jesus ascend into glory? And the angel said, this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. And so this cult denies the bodily resurrection and thereby the bodily return of the Lord Jesus. The middle of page 80, uh, you have the physical return of Christ. And on the left-hand side, you have what Charles Russell taught. And in like manner, as he went away quietly, secretly, so far as the world was concerned, and unknown except to his followers, so is this manner he comes again. What? Our Lord Jesus is coming silently? And they go on to say uh, this Russell's idea of what Christ is saying and his teaching on the matter. He comes to us in the early dawn of the millennial day, seems to say, learn that I am a spirit being no longer visible to human sight. What does Revelation 1-7 say? When the Lord returns, every eye shall see him. He's going to come bodily and he's going to come visibly. But this called Russell denies that. Now, do the JWs today teach any better? Well, on the right-hand side, Christ returns not as a human, but as a glorious spirit person. So they, he will not come with his body, according to their teaching. And since no earthly men have ever seen or can see the Father, they will not be able to see the glorified Son. So don't tell me that the JWs today are any whit better than the Russellites of past years. This is the same organization with the same heresies propagating the same evil doctrines. And then down at the bottom of the page, the existence of hell or a place of conscious torment. And on the left-hand side, you have what Russell said. Many have imbibed the erroneous idea that God placed our race on trial for life with the alternative of eternal torture, whereas nothing of the kind is even hinted at in the penalty. Now, do JWs teach any different today? The Bible hell is mankind's common grave, and that gives rise to their doctrine of annihilation, that you just die and you remain in the grave, and that's the end. No existence beyond the grave for those who die without Christ. Now, I thought that that cross-reference sheet, and it is uh, provided for us from a book, The Kingdom of the Cults, and it's, the author is Walter Martin. He's now in glory. He used to be known as the Bible Answer Man uh, before the present-day man. And uh, I thought that this sheet uh, just wraps it up, and it gives you, in real terms, something to take home and consider and I trust that it will open your eyes uh, to the awful uh, evil of that very thing. Now, as I said, these JWs have not stopped being Russellites. Now, what's the problem? What's the real problem here? When you get down to the JWs, what is the problem? Well, I pointed out the word reason that it comes up. They said that this doctrine is against reason. Let me tell you that this just boils down to pure unbelief. 
Because what JWs do is they elevate reason above revelation. And that's something that modernists do in apostate churches today. They say this doesn't make sense. How can there be three persons in one? It doesn't make sense. And it simply means I don't have the mind to comprehend it. I, my mind is not big enough to comprehend the nature of God. So what? Could it be expected that a puny little worm would understand the eternal God? Is it a mystery that man, the created being, has difficulty comprehending the magnitude of the eternal God? And what we're depending on to know God is revelation. He reveals himself in his word. But J.W. says, unless I can reason it out, I won't accept it, which is unbelief. Unbelief. Now, there are many things in the Bible that I can't comprehend. The Bible teaches me that the world was created in six days. I believe it. But do I understand how God did it all in six days? I, I can't. It's beyond my comprehension. But it is much more viable than the Big Bang Theory. It would take an awful lot more faith to believe in that, something that comes out of nothing without a designer, than to believe that the God of all wisdom created the world in six days. It's beyond my reason, but it's clearly taught in the Bible, and I accept that as a Christian. The same is true of the incarnation of our Lord Jesus. How did the second person of the Trinity take union uh, in the womb of Mary with human nature to become really God and really man in one person. I can't comprehend that for a moment. It's beyond science because it's supernatural. It's the great mystery of godliness. And if I was depending on reason, I'd have to reject it because it's a revealed doctrine, clearly taught in the Bible. It is consistently taught by Orthodox Christianity. Therefore, I accept it by faith, by faith. You see, the problem of JWs, as many cults, is unbelief. They will not take the word as it is. They want to reason, to change, and to suit their own little system. Now, as I was working on this message, I was actually looking for a different set of notes that I received in Bible college. And that page, I can remember it clearly. I, I can remember the, the color of the ink and a red heading and a blue ink right down the lined page. When I was a student in Bible college, I got a full page of cross-referenced text the Jesus of the New Testament is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. Now, I was looking for that, and while I was looking for that, I found something else. Another note that I was given in Bible college, and I have it in a file, a folder, and it was a definition of rationalism. And I tell you, the light came on for me when I read this definition, and I was, was looking at what the JWs are doing with the Bible. I want to read this to you. Rationalism is that system that sets up reason as the supreme arbiter and causes the scriptures 
and the mysteries of Christianity to be interpreted and judged by it alone. In its later developments, it ignored the presence of sin in the world and of the darkness produced by sin. And here's the conundrum. To have reason, you need a perfect mind, right? To have true wisdom, you need a mind that's functioning properly with all the right data and information and processing that data properly. But the problem is we have fallen minds. We have sinful minds. We have sin minds that are depraved. Our minds don't function as they ought. Certainly not as Adam was first created, because we have sinful natures. Now, the problem is, if we're going to depend on reason, we need a perfect mind, but we have a fallen mind. And so the results will always be wrong. And that's why we're dependent upon revelation, the Bible, the written word of God, to know the truth. Now, how do the JWs get away with this? How do these cults proceed on and on in their unbelief? And the Lord Jesus, he rebuked the Pharisees for their unbelief, and he called them blind guides. And they called themselves witnesses to the truth. And the Lord said, you're blind guides because we're blinded by sin. And JWs are just like those blind guides. And I'm going to prove it because they claimed four times the Lord was going to return. 1914, 1874, 1925, and 1975. And here we are, 2010. Well, if he comes back invisibly, you would have a problem. But we don't believe that for a moment, although they do. But I ask the question, how do these cults survive scandals, flawed reason, and obvious misjudgment of dates and so on? Well, to avoid these inconsistencies and contradictions, the JWs shun those who depart from their circles. And if you were a JW and leave the organization, you will be ostracized to the ends of the earth, no matter where you go in the world. The JWs, they will allow no one of their people to read dissenting information. That means if a JW comes to your door and they want to give you their literature and you say, well, I'll take yours if you take mine, they won't do it. They won't do it because they're taught not to. And so it's a closed shop system. They're also not allowed to read the Bible for themselves. Now, this is shocking. They're not allowed to read the Bibles for themselves in the sense that they cannot interpret the Bible for themselves. They are not allowed to, to go home, study the Bible, come back to their next meeting and say, look what I found in the Bible. No, no. They are only allowed to follow what they call dependent Bible studies, where all the information is prepared, handed out, and they must follow blindly what is fed to them. To them, of course, the Bible is an organizational book, and it belongs to the 
Christian congregation as a whole, not to individuals. Now, that's so far removed from Protestantism and from biblical doctrine. I want you to tonight that your Bible is yours. It's your property. It's God's gift to you. And you're commanded to read it and search the Scriptures as Bereans, checking out. Even Paul the Apostle, check them out, as what the Bereans did. And Paul didn't say, I'm disappointed in you people. You ought to accept anything I tell you. No, he encouraged them to study the Scriptures and search those things out to see if they be so. Now, in closing tonight, the sad part is that no JW is sure of heaven, not one, because they have the spirit of the Pharisee. And the Pharisee is a self-justifying creature. The gospel is Christ justifies sinners. And one of the awful tragedies in this cult, as in so many others, the doctrine of justification is nowhere to be seen. It's not there. Indeed, true biblical Christianity is unique in this. And no matter what other religion you study, they will say man is saved by works, by commitment, by performance, human performance. We tonight are saved by faith in a Redeemer, the Jehovah Savior of Isaiah, who gives us salvation, who gives us his righteousness, and justifies us freely from our sins. Here's a verse that you should show any JW that you ever encounter. The Lord Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth my word, and there's the crux of the matter, He that believeth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. I hope tonight that you can say that's true in my heart, because I have heard his word. I have received Christ, and therefore there is no condemnation. I have passed from death unto life. That's John 5, 24, a key verse when you're dealing with any JW. I trust tonight that this, I hope not rushed, but I hope insightful presentation will stir your heart to pray for JWs. They're all around us. They're in every municipality. They have their kingdom halls. They have their vast organization. They're out with their literature. And sometimes it's easy to walk by and to despise them. And they are agents of darkness. They're doing the devil's work. We know that. But they have souls. And they're going to live for all eternity in heaven or hell. And we have to be sure the Bible teaches us that if any man dies denying Christ, they'll be in hell. Do we have anything like a burden for this cult and these people? And many are very decent people. They have family values that put many to shame. They have discipline. There are many things they don't do. Uh, they don't celebrate birthdays, Christmas, or certain holidays. They don't vote. They don't join the army. They don't take blood transfusions. And there's a whole lot of things they don't do, but they are people with real need. 
And the greatest need in their lives is the gospel. Let us be a missionary to them. Let us, by God's grace, seek to be a light and a witness. And we do not do so by surrendering the gospel, but by clinging to the truth and letting our light shine before men. Thank you for joining with us here as we have spoken on the Jehovah's Witnesses. This is the battle for the truth and for the gospel. The gospel is that Christ saves by grace alone, that it is not a process, but that redemption has been accomplished at Calvary. We are justified by faith alone. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says, Romans 5, verse 1. The cults and the Jehovah's Witnesses tell us that we need to go through a process, a process of joining their organization, being baptized with them, and going through the rites and ceremonies of the Jehovah's Witnesses' theories. I call them theories because, in reality, it is not biblical doctrine. Number one, they have rewritten the Bible. They have now the New World Translation, which suits their own ideology. They call themselves Jehovah's Witnesses, but in reality, they deny the deity of Jesus Christ, who is the Jehovah of the New Testament. When you read of the word Lord, L-O-R-D, capital letters, in the Old Testament, that is Jehovah, and our Lord Jesus is Jehovah. He has all the attributes of divinity and deity. He is omnipotent. Now, the great issue for the evangelical Christian and for the Christian church today is the doctrines of the gospel. What is it that makes a true church? Martin Luther said that the standing and falling of a church is the doctrine of justification by faith. Any group of people that denies that doctrine, that covers it over or neglects it, is not the true church of Jesus Christ. A peace settled by the blood of Christ at the cross, accepted by faith alone, makes us born-again Christians. And so, I do invite you to join with us each day here as we look into these cults, and tomorrow we'll be continuing with part two of this message, and so I trust that you'll stay tuned and join with us then. Now, if you would like uh, further help, you can go to our website for information, you can go to our website for CDs, or you can give us a call. The announcements are coming up now, giving all these details. May the Lord bless you richly through His Word today. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca. CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. 
or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.